Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Den Excelsior, the mostly Marvel podcast. This is episode 105 for the week of September 8th. Damn, we're in September already. Uh, with me, as always, we got Dennis. What's up? What is up, man? We're like in... That intro was weird. It got... The, not your intro, but the, the oh. video. The Ooh. video got cut off. Yeah. We're oh. we're like out of summer, but we're kind of not in the fall yet. And that's why we're watching Highlander. <laughs> um, we're No, that's not why we're watching Highlander. That's not why at all. Okay, that's um, what I what I the reason I'm I wanted to watch Highlander is because I actually wanted to do it last week when it was more topical, but we had to we owed everybody a Blue Beetle conversation. Uh, but the reason I wanted to talk about Highlander last week was because it just had gotten announced that uh, the studios are rebooting that franchise like they reboot every cult classic popular, you know, uh, franchise nowadays. Uh, but Henry Cavill is being cast as Duncan McLeod, the Highlander, or not, 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 not Duncan, not Duncan. Uh, sorry, I mean, uh, Con Connor, Connor McLeod. Um, uh, he's attached. No, I believe he's. Yes, sorry. Whatever you want to, Ricky. You just read about it right now. Yeah, and it's it attached. It's not like a, a. It ain't official till people start shooting. Let Let's be real. He is. He is backed, or he is currently uh, in in talks, or whatever you want to call it, um, to play the main character in a reboot, which will be directed by Chad Stilhesky of uh, John Wick um, notoriety, and I. Uh, I actually, when I heard about this, I was really excited because I, I, I have like weird core memories of Highlander, but it had actually been a really long time since I'd watched anything Highlander. And so when my wife and I found out about that, she's like, you know, I've never actually watched Highlander. And so we popped it in and watched it. And I was like, I got to make Ricky watch this because I feel <laughs> like. I feel like this is one of those movies that, you know, we're always trying to get Ricky to watch the old stuff that we grew up on and stuff. And like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I ever finished that movie back when I was a kid. Uh, it's not a very kid appropriate movie. Um, no. But anyways, we can we can talk more about that later. But that's that's why I chose because we have a little we have a little break. I mean, we, we kind of decided a little while ago that Harlequin is fun and all, but it's not enough to, to really get the nerd juices flowing on any given week, right? Like it's just a, it's a little yeah, bite size. It's just like it's a, a little, little, little thing, a little teaser every week. It's an appetizer, right? It's a nerd appetizer. And so we were like, you know, I like, I think there's space for other things to come back into our lives. And, and uh, as much as I am totally enjoying the crap out of Ahsoka, I honestly feel weird talking to talking to people that haven't watched star wars rebels about ahsoka so um and i know that's the weird nerd debate going on all over social media i don't gatekeep. Like, keep do i have to no i'm not gatekeeping i'm saying i don't want to talk to you about it <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm, I'm just happy that the anakin's back back in the picture at least for we can spoil it right at least for for one episode I mean, I guess you're just deciding to spoil it. Like, yeah, I mean, well, I definitely didn't put Ahsoka spoilers in the, well, in the comment. You know, in, in... you're you're in the, the, the hot pit. So 
the well the crazy thing is they they have announced a mid-season fan celebration and they're going to air the next episode of Ahsoka in theaters in yeah. some cities and that's yeah. fucking insane like that's I mean, like it's not that insane. They did Inhumans in theaters. Well, they did the first episode of Inhumans. So what? So that I mean, that you're building up. It's a new show. We don't know what it is. They're saying, hey, that shit you've been watching at home for the past three weeks, you got to sure. go to the theater. Sure, sure. And sure. so that leads me to believe that they're going to either a Rex or a Grogu will be showing up in some capacity. <laughs> that's that's my, my take. Rex or a Grogu? Yeah. Why, why, why do you go so small there? Why, those are dumb characters to show up in this those show. Are, hey, man, Grogu's hot, hot ticket right now. Why Rex? I feel like Rex has a lot of ties with Ahsoka. Mm. You like a little flashback with Rex? No, that's not, that's not movie worthy at all. Neither of those are movie worthy. That's the first time Grogu's in movie theaters is not going to be an episode of Ahsoka, dude. It's not it's not either of those things. It's Anakin. It's going to be a Darth Vader. Oh, well, yeah. It, on top of Anakin. Let me let's get that straight. That's no, nobody cares about Rex or Grogu for in Ahsoka. That's that's not that's not Star Wars Rebel season five. OK, that's not we're watching Rebel season five right now. We're not watching Mando three point four or whatever. Oh, it's all going to be Mando three point four. <laughs> Nah, you nah, know that. Not, not if the, not if this show takes off the way it is, then Mando's gonna have to be like serving up, like you know, he's gonna be subservient to Ahsoka. Because if this this show is badass right now, and I'm just saying, um, I wished I wished that the more recent seasons of Mando had had been on this level, but I feel like Dave Filoni was always saving up the sauce for for this. Because uh, Dave Filoni loves, like, Star Wars Rebels is his baby. That's yeah. his baby more than it. You know, the Mando is John Favreau's baby with Dave Filoni. You know what I mean? But, like, John Favreau only knows Star Wars as deeply as he does because of Dave Filoni and Clone Wars. And then, Same, you know, don't be surprised there's a little, little Grogu action next week. I, I will be surprised if Grogu's in it because I'll be like, why is he there? That's dumb. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I am enjoying it. I'm sorry for anybody who just showed up to, to watch our Highlander show and immediately got this week's episode of Ahsoka spoiled by Ricky. Uh, I apologize. I actually it. didn't spoil it. You you said Anakin. Did I say? I thought you said Anakin. No, I didn't oh. say you said Anakin. Oh. And then I was oh. like, why, why are you spoiling? And then you're like, well, we're in the hot bucket or whatever hot pit and i was like i don't even know what that means <laughs> i don't know what it means either rewind the tape he said those things ladies and gentlemen um what else have you been nerding out on ricky besides it's okay um what else have i been nerding out on? it's been a busy week um i went to rogers we didn't or we didn't talk about that last week um i saw that and that was really we, i thought we'd get away from that one. Oh well that was that was the only superhero jason thing that i i had done in the past two weeks um other than that yeah it's kind of been a, a little bit of war one in uh my personal life so i've not not had a lot of nerd media injected in my veins aside from ahsoka gotcha 
I definitely tried to watch Justice League X Ruby for five, ten minutes. Um, Why? I, I decided that that is not for me. Yeah. Uh, why? Because I'm always willing to give everything a shot if it's if it's related to the DC universe or Marvel universe. I'll give it all a shot. No, I definitely I'll, got a line. I try it all, but like that, uh, that was definitely on the wrong side of the line for sure. It is not for me. Did and, you watch uh, any uh, I Am Groot? I watched all of I Am Groot. That shit's great. Season two, it's out, right? Oh, uh, if it's out, I did not see it because. Oh. Uh, my Disney Plus has just been uh, occupied with Little Mermaid for three days. Oh, how's that? That movie is rough, man. It's not because it's. I'm you're not gonna, being racist. You're gonna I'm get not us canceled. Racist. I actually really like the casting. I like the special effects. I like the acting. I like all that. What I don't like is that they took an hour and a half movie and made it two hours and twenty minutes. Long. Yeah, that, that's what you do. No, that's they did not that to, what you do. To the Lion King, and that movie yeah, made a billion. Terrible. That movie's terrible. Yeah, but it made a billion dollars. I don't care. It's terrible. That movie's not fun to watch. It's all boring. It's boring. Rinse and repeat the script, and you just no. It's that's not what rinse and repeat is. Rinse and repeat is repeating the script. This is an extra hour long compared yeah. to the, the original, and it's too long it's just i've not long. seen it but i've only i have seen the under the sea song um it's a little subdued i i was not yeah. i i didn't like we actually we finished the movie today then we immediately loaded up the old little mermaid and listened to under the sea and um the new one just hits in a not saying that so great in my way. uh like fourth grade choir so that song always had a special place yeah. in my heart that said part of your world woof she sings the crap out of it in the new version. That is that is a phenomenal. I can just watch that all day. Like like uh is it Hallie Bailey? Is that what it is? Yeah, if um, you remember she opened for the Beyonce concert you went to. Oh, she did. Yeah, her and her sister. Hallie and uh, uh Chloe Bailey. Oh, interesting. Um yeah, she sang the crap out of her songs. It's just all the new stuff that I don't like in the movie. And like, it, it's, are you pro or against Aquafina? You know, at first I didn't like her, but she only like in this movie. I mean, I, I always like her in general, but like uh, at first she was kind of rubbing me the wrong way because I have such very distinct memories of the original Scuttlebutt, but she won me over. Scobert off, right? Or no, he's no. got the thought not. He's the, no, no, the no. I, Latin. I think it's I think it's Jim Cummings actually is is Scuttlebutt. Uh Jim Cummings is like the voice of like Tigger and uh, she she's been getting that animated work, man. She's she got this, she got yeah. Rhea, she has the, the pigeon movie or the duck movie coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. She's I mean, she's a she's a really fun comedic talent. So uh I I she won me over. I, I would say her and and Scuttlebutt and Ariel were like the two MVPs in that movie for me. Uh, Melissa McCarthy was actually really good too. Th those three. Um, she looks good. She looks like yeah, the... like Ursula. Yeah, she looks yeah. like Ursula. But yeah, like I said, all the extra scenes, like giving Eric a song, ugh, like did not need that. <laughs> like just like 
uh, taking out the, the scene where the, the chef is trying to cook Sebastian. That's kind of a bummer. They took that one yeah, out. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, like, so that's what I'm saying. Not only did they add an hour to the movie, they subtracted. They remix it, you know. It's too long. It's too long. So it took us like three days to watch the whole movie. And uh, no, she saw that on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. So uh, I will go and watch season two of I Am Group because I did not know that it was out. Um, I think that's out. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize they're getting a Goosebumps show on Disney Plus. Um, kind of its own new thing. And I, were you a Goosebumps? Did you miss that wave? Were you too young for that old for that wave? Too old. Too old for that one. Those stories are good. Yeah. <laughs> Seven-year-old Ricky thinks those stories are good. I have not. Re- I would. I've actually been searching. I've. I've been trying to find. I feel like that's a dumb thing. I would want to buy is like all of the Goosebumps books because they're mass-produced and like I feel like you can just buy a, a set. And there's yeah. not like I want. I want the compendium of Goosebumps. Um, Get it as an audiobook. I have listened to one of the audiobooks. They're pretty good. I actually, I, I did get a book this uh, past week. I got from a certain point of view, the uh, the one, the movie, the book you've been shilling for, for like yes, all year long. Yes. I, it, the new one came out and it's great, at least from our, what I read. So. Oh, it's a, si- new, it's a new yeah. sequel to. For, for yeah. So movies. they've done it for the past three or the three original movies okay, where they, gotcha. they tell the story of the movie through side characters and side stories. Gotcha. So, okay. Really fun. But the audiobooks are the best because they're all acted. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And then the only other thing I've been nerding out on is like Baldur's Gate 3 is crack. Yeah. You sent us some very not safe for work um, images that I opened up at work. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's what you get. Yeah. Don't trust me. Um, but then I deleted them right away. So if you save them, that's on you. That's on yeah, you. I may have downloaded them. Yeah, uh, that game is the closest thing I've ever seen to pen and paper Dungeons and Dragons being realized in a video game. Um, you can do a lot of things in that game that like were extensive meetings in the boardroom at some point by those developers. They're like, should we let them? Well, that game had a pretty unique uh, turnaround because they were in early access for like years. Four four years, I think. Yeah, three or four years. Yeah. Um, I that was kind of cool. It's that's a, a game of that size. Uh, I feel like that's a little unheard of, but it seems to have paid off. It it has it has paid off. It is a quite impressive game. Uh, I am so excited, like because like. I've already started that game so many times because like, it's just so fun to see like, I mean the, the, the beginning, the only problem I have with it is it just like any video game. It is the same game every time you play it. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can play it so differently every time, depending on who you are, who you make as a character, you know what I mean? So like, for example, in the beginning, like you're on a, you're, you're Ricky to spoil it. You're literally on the spaceship that we used to fly in in our last campaign. The squid, really? Yes, it's the squid. Wow, that, I didn't that know is, the squid. Oh, I'm going to buy this game right now. The game starts you, with you. you I'm on, sold. On that ship. And there's even like 
shots in the cutscenes that are taken straight from those images that we used. Wow! In that, in that Why you guys should have led with that? I just I, mean, I was I was dumb. Baldur's Gate chat going on in our our Slack. I was trying to I was trying to save that that excitement that surprise. Oh, no, give me you, that! Spoil that for me. I'm in. So it it starts on the ship, and like it was funny because my wife and I are playing it. Lindsay and I are like, well, he never described the inside of the ship like this. Like you know, like we're like looking at because like on the outside it's the exact same thing, but on the inside it looks way different than I guess I ever imagined it looked like. Uh, but anyways, you start on that ship and you're you wake up like you're in a pod. You've been abducted, basically, like there's a as a bad guy who's like abducting people and doing experiments on them in his ship. And you wake up and download this while we're talking. So it'll be done. <laughs> yeah. And you, you get out of your little pod and you're walking around in, in trying to figure out what to do. And there's other pods with other abductees in it, too. Right. And there's a person who's desperately begging you to let them out. And depending on your character, you can do different things. Like you could be like, mm, nah, you're an elf. I'm not, I'm not down for that. Right. I'm not down. I'm a drow. I'm not going to do that. Or you could be like super smart. Like if you have high intellect, you can figure out like a way to, to open it. Or if you're a big, dumb, strong barbarian, That's you me. can literally just rip the door off of the thing and help her out. And it's so funny that you just have these different options available to you depending on what what your character is or who you are, you know. And so the game basically starts with the question, who are you? And I think the rest of the game spends an uh, just an amazing amount of, of time and energy letting you answer that question as you are presented with choice after choice after choice, you get to decide who you are. And it's such a blast. You know, like, uh, I also really liked it. Like, they they really try to capture the the pen and paper experience. So, like, it is a turn I have seen the, yeah, there's dice. There's actual it's, dice rolls. Yeah, there's and... dice rolls. But they, they only choose to roll, make you roll the dice in very cool moments where it's like, oh, this really matters, you know. And so you roll it and you... I don't know. It just feels. Are you, are you save scumming or no? What does that mean? Oh, or saving before before you don't like the the outcome. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, not really. We we only did it once. Where like we got our party wiped, and I think I mean I think that would have just been the game over, right? Like, so that's not that's not really save scumming. That's just like I don't want to go and restart. No the conviction. Game. I don't want to go restart the game. So I'm going to load and see if I can actually approach this battle differently. So, but that's like any video game, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if that counts as save scumming, but I know what you're saying. No, no, I take the rules as is, uh, as, as they, as they play. Yeah. Well, speaking of play, we had, uh, it's a very light news week, uh, partially because we got New York comic con uh, coming up. So not a lot of, comic news is coming out before that and then so also, we're going into the news are you saying yeah there there's one uh big story this week it's um, someone say it's a giant story you want to you want to take us into it all right fine i guess if i don't get the fan oh you story. want me to play the thing i guess <laughs>
Marvel Legends news because that's pretty much all we got. And uh, uh, the big, giant, huge news uh, for for this week was, as everybody expected, the HasLab was going to be announced today, uh, immediately after the Ahsoka HasLab ended yesterday. Um, or was it the day before? I think it ended the day before. Yep. Um, and that one was successfully funded way over, you know, what they needed to get all the tiers and stuff. So congrats to them. Uh, I'm, you know, everybody who collects the three and three quarter inch Star Wars line, really happy, I'm sure, to have this addition to the cool collection. Ships. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, the, the ships are awesome. So, but um, so we knew we knew that 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 has Hasbro has learned their lesson from previous years, and they're trying not to double up on on campaigns. So they were waiting for Star Wars to end, and then the Marvel team had their live stream announcement today, and um, it was just Dwight and Ryan, and I gotta say, but they were joined by Jesse Falcon, the guy who created the Marvel Legends line, who now works at Marvel. Um, and I got to say, it was a bit subdued, everything from beginning to end. The the fanfare of it all was just kind of lacking. And the big, I guess, big reveal was Giant Man, which they actually kind of teased a few days ago, which uh, but they but everybody's been speculating all year long that it was either going to be Giant Man or a Quinjet or or something Avengers related because we knew it had to tie into the beyond the Avengers 60th anniversary campaign. So here it is. It's giant man. He's a, he's a big, he's a big dude. And he's a sentinel, right? He's smaller than a sentinel. He's smaller than a Galactus, which is appropriately sized, honestly. Uh, And he's cheaper than them by a lot. And the reason, one of the main reasons he's cheaper aside from being smaller is they decided to, they, I think the reason things just got like like felt underwhelming today is because I think the team at HasLab felt a little intimidated by the way last year went down with the Ghost Rider. And so uh, they got a lot of fan blowback from the way things were done. You know, like there was right. Remember when that campaign started, they were trying to do the early bird special. And if you do the early bird, you get the unmasked head of Robbie Reyes or something. But like they were that, also right? playing coy with like what you got. Yeah, they were like, also playing coy with what you got. And uh, when as soon as it got to the point where it became evident that they weren't the 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 early bird for the Robbie Reyes uh, head was not going to be uh, achieved. All of a sudden that campaign started going in, in a nosedive. They, they hit the Mephisto button. And so they started revealing the stuff anyways as da- as, as acts of desperation because that, that seems weird. So, like, if you're going to hold back your, your stuff that's enticing people, why start revealing it when the campaign's getting worse unless you're you're trying to sa- save it, you know? So, like, it was on life support from that moment on. And what ended up happening is they revealed a bunch of characters that people really wanted but didn't want to f- pay this hefty price of like what four four five hundred bucks three hundred i think was it three three fifty i feel like it was three fifty yeah um for a car that they didn't really want you know so there was a mephisto there was a goblin queen um and there was a son of son of um satan uh hellstrom you know and those are cool marvel characters for sure 
but they're not, you know, like they don't have anything to do with Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. So like what ended up happening is just the fans revolted and and just tanked the crap out of that that uh whole experience. And so what they were saying when they were revealing Giant Man is, hey, look, after that happened, they sat around and said, all right, what do we know we can sell? <laughs> and they know they can sell a Giant Man. They know that. Yeah, I mean, this, was this I feel like man. this is a pretty There's good a- good deal. It's 200 bucks, right? If they had, if this would have been a Build-A-Figure, you would have at least spent 120 and it wouldn't have been half the size no, no way way more than 120 six figures the, build build the figures are usually uh seven eight eight figures in a wave okay yeah so, you, so you're gonna so be around the same price point 160, 160 yeah. smaller giant man exactly yeah. and so that's pretty good yeah. so that's why i feel like you only need one it's a good price and then on top oh uh, well they were trying to sell they were trying to make you believe you needed multiples but whatever but like he does come with alternate faces you can put on he's two feet tall uh he's a big guy you know like and he's also got these sweet uh super articulated hands to like look you can even put his hands in a snapping pose if you want he's got sculpted details on the boots and the gloves uh he's got these really cool face plates they also mentioned this is the first time ever in a marvel legends they actually the eyeballs are actually glass uh they're painted oh glass. really that's, that's so cool. they'll yeah, so they'll look like the some I saw somebody complaining complaining that they, he won't look like the same as all his other Marvel legends. I'm like, yeah, no no crap cuz he's way bigger. And so It'd be cool if the eyes look, can move. Uh yeah, I don't think they can move. But um and then uh yeah, he's got these creepy faces you can put on him cuz they they realize that people like that from the previous the previous uh Galactus and then, uh, yeah, he's just super posable. He's got all the things you'd want him to do. But then as the tiers, uh, what they ended up deciding to do for the tier unlocks is just just focus on giving you more uh, options for your ant- your giant man. So the first tier is going to unlock uh, face plates for a zombie and the second a zombie version of him. And the second would be a scroll version of him. Um, and so you can see there, they've got like all the other zombie figures next to him and then all the other scroll figures. And those are cool. Um, the zombie one is actually canonical. That That is, that's what he looked like in the comics. Uh, the scroll one is not like, that's not the outfit he, the scroll giant man wore. <laughs> I'm just like, that's the one you're getting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're reaching, you're reaching, but it's fine. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, these are all very reasonable goals, you know, like 10,000 is the goal for the funding. He's already at like 30 or yeah, like 3,100, 3,100, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they always say that like, you know, for a, a, a crowdfund to be successful, generally you want to see it around 30 to 35% funded on the first day. I mean, we're, we're 12 hours in and it's already at 3,100. So. I'm pretty sure this is fine. So, you know, like they were saying, I think they just wanted a safe bet. And I mean, I like it. I obviously am getting it right. Like, I just I don't feel excited about it. But like. He's cool. I mean, he was going to come at some point. 
he was going to come at some point. And so this was them saying, look, we lost a lot of money designing a, a Ghost Rider that didn't get made. Um, you know, and like the Jesse Falcon was even saying, like, look, he's had the experience. You know, he's been part of this line since the beginning, since it was on Toy Biz. And he was saying in the history of this line, there are very few figures that have gone to prototype that they've never had to make. And it kills him every time that happens. You know what I mean? And I'm so sure, I'm sure the I'm surprised we haven't gotten a Robbie alone at some point. I'm not surprised because they're trying to because the second they break that rule, then people will start saying, well, why are we helping you crowdfund? Anyway? Maybe it shouldn't. It, mm -hmm. it shouldn't have been. That's a bummer because he's a cool character, you know? I agree. Now he's behind like the weird. Like I can, I understand the Mephisto and some of the other reasons why they would put them behind that paywall, but it, yeah. No. And I and I'm not saying they'll never back down off it. Like they'll maybe they'll justify that. Like, well, here's a cheaper, lamer version of Robbie because you'll never get him the way you wanted him. You know, something like that. But but in any case, Giant Man, 24 inches tall, 200 bucks coming coming next year. You got till October to, to like late October to order him. And uh, I mean, I I got him already. I got it. I did it. You know, unfortunately, I won't even see him till next year. So, yeah. So there's really it's a bummer because I don't have anything to in hand right now to be like, look, at, here's my Robbie. Here's my ghost. No, I don't have that. It's not it's not there. But yeah. What do you think of this one? Um. I think some of the face plates look kind of dumb. I agree. I think he looks cool though. Um, are the I, these are bigger than the twelve? I guess yeah, duh, the twelve inch legends that they came out with like a year ago or yes, no, a few years ago now. Yeah, he's he's approximately uh, twice he, as big. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I I kind of wish he was a little beefier. Nah, that's about the right size for him. Um, maybe so throw a, throw a Janet up in there would have been cool. <laughs> Yeah, see that that was their whole thing is they were saying that they learned from the the Ghost Rider is that fans were really divided on having uh you know this paywall to get characters they wanted. So maybe they didn't not like a, with any characters at all. Don't throw a Janet in there, but throw like a stand, like a molded stand that comes off his shoulder or something, you know. That's size <laughs> for can... a Janet, but like you know, you can Here's so this they, piece of plastic. You can do what you want with it. That's fair. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if the Galactus came with the stands for for Frankie Ray, Frankie Ray and, and Silver Surfer, but not Frankie Ray and Silver Surfer. You know. Yeah, they're just stands, but it's, yeah. this one conveniently fits a surfboard. So. Yeah, and in fairness, you know, like I I think it's funny that they they decided that that's the reason not to include characters when. Let's be honest, Galactus sold like gangbusters because it had all those extra characters that you can only yeah. get that way. And it's not it's not the only Silver Surfer, but it's the only one with that head, you know, so. Um, I'm happy yeah. to report in other Legends nudes that my Miles Morales finally arrived. And I even ordered the new uh, Spider-Man game, uh, Spider-Man. Oh, that's a good figure. He is cool. He's cool. He's got, got the got the toes. Yeah, he's got the toes. He's got the toes. I love. So my him. my desk is up to eleven Spider Men now. Nice. So I feel like you I got, got a little collection going. 
you got the verse going right there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then the only other news they got is that uh, stay tuned for Hasbro uh, PulseCon, which is like September 22nd, where they'll be probably revealing the next wave of figures, which won't even come out this year. Won't even come out this year. So, oh, I don't know if you saw in other news. Uh, did you see the, I don't know if it's it's verified, but there was leaks of what the- Oh, episodes. the what if stuff? Yeah. Uh... We can say that list is true from what I saw because of the I mean, it's it's uh, they're like it feels so weird. They like release news on episodes, but then like, yeah, when's that show coming out or yeah, boys are already out. So yeah, what if well, you know, they're they're coming. Toys are shipping soon, right? Yeah, I think so. That wave's coming out. That that wave will be out before the show. I think that's that's a safe bet. Uh, Frank would just like to let you know that 24 is bigger than 12. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us, Frank, by the way. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I if I sound subdued, it's only because they presented it Man, to me. Man, I only had to spend $200 today. I, it's pretty cheap, right? Can, relatively speaking, by the way, you were right. The, the Ghost Rider was $350. I think the Galactus was $450 worst and, hispanic heritage month ever um <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's it, like i'm not mad to get a giant man but i i have many giant men they're all they're not as big as this, this giant okay man. so this is the biggest giant man yeah but the walmart one's pretty big he's maybe this one might have six inches on him i you know you could probably do the ghost rider I, you don't do the other figures but you just do Robbie with the car, like that's a Comic Con drop, right? And just make I'm, it, you know, you make, uh, you make the, it limited. Yeah, I'm like I'm never gonna say no to to the Robbie Reyes. Like, don't give me like, don't make me, you know, fight for not having the toy. I'm just saying, like from a business perspective. That's a really good way to piss off your, your your fan base. You know what I mean? Is make something mm. that that's why they've strayed away from selling things that that are so unique that you have to have them like at Comic Con because fans were flipping out for years about the stuff that we used to get back in the day. Go buy know? a ticket. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> As if it's we do it. Easy. We do it every year. If, it's not easy though. It's not it easy. isn't easy. It's a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel like I feel the sympathy for the, the fans and I, I they can't get access to those things. And I feel that from a business perspective, that's not that's never the relationship you want to be cultivating with your fans is that like, hey, did you know we're making stuff that you'll never get? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's no, it's not. That's not. Yeah, a, that's a toxic way to do it. So. That's why, like, I'm happy with the the Deadpool and and Hydra Bob that we're that we're getting for for Comic Con. Mine just shipped, so I'm getting him in a couple a couple days. Um, it's exciting, you know. Is he is he like revolutionary Deadpool toy? Nah, he's like one of twenty that I have now, you know, or or fifteen or something like that. But he's got little things. He's got the toes. He's got the yeah, toes. he got the toes. Yeah, yeah so you know, well. take what you get. Take what you get. Should we get into our spotlight? 
Because we said toes. We can do spotlight, but I'm trying to understand why there's toes in it. I think you just ended the show. I no, we just started. We started toe talk. Oh, but you hit the end button. On I know the show. I did. I I let it ride for like a second too long too. Okay. You know what I don't I really don't I wish there were there were mapped to like um a button. And there's I know there's, can... there, there's a way to do it with the stream deck that's coming, but until then we gotta live with it. No, Frank, we're doing we're doing the encore. We promise <laughs> it's the encore now. Harley um, Quinn. Our Harley Quinn episode of season four, episode nine. It's seven? nine, nine. AKA. AKA potato based cloning incident, AKA the series penultimate episode. Um, little, little Harley Quinn news. Um, they, I forgot what board it was, but it was like a production board for booking, I believe, a sound, like a sound recording. And there is a Harley Quinn season five recording session on the books. Really? But it it doesn't it, it from what I was reading it could be a case of they're just like it's just safe practice to do so. Yeah. Okay. But um, so you're yeah. allowed to report on that, but I can't report on Henry Cavill as Highlander. Yes. Oh, okay. I see. I see the double standard here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is <laughs> double <the> standard. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, you get to question my news all day long. After your Zendaya shit you pulled last week, your your news is a hey, question. Frank Frank and I are both confirming it. So hottest all... uh, Hollywood leaks coming from you and Frank. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, we're both confirming it. So there you go. This is very if Mario funny. Lopez doesn't know about it, what I don't know. What does that even mean? Access Hollywood. Who cares? Who cares? All right. Well, we care about Harley Quinn. We do. Uh, I. Do we? You know, you take you're taking the wind out of me by saying there might be a fifth season, because uh, like uh, that that'll change that changes things for me. Because oh. for me, honestly, because for me, honestly, this episode was it was fun. It definitely raised the stakes a little bit, um, but I I don't know how I felt as it being the second to last episode of the show ever. Um, because it spent the entire episode once again in in the Zack Snyder verse, where it's it, it's the whole black and white fog of that it was created by Lex Luthor. It's pretty funny, you know, like that he, he did this so that Superman could be depowered. But incidentally, we also learned through the show that it's not just Superman that he was intentionally screwing over. It's Poison Ivy, right? It's she has lost her powers because. You know, she's a plant, no she's plant, no plants. she's plant-based life. She can't photosynthesize. And so she's having a real hard time controlling the plants because the plants are all kind of dying. And uh, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this Lex is pretty clever. He's because he, he basically, you know, he was joking about like, he's, he's since, you know, if people want to, you know, make good, they're going to have to move to his space station on the moon if they want the sun, you know, like whether it be, Superman or Poison Ivy or anyone else that needs the sun 
and then Poison Ivy's like, "We all freaking need the sun, you idiot!" You know, like, and it's it was funny. It was funny to me when he, when she said that because yeah, it's true. We would all have problems without a sun over time. Um, like it's just. You know, it's we get some vitamins from that if you if yeah. you're not oh if you're not aware. Yeah, um, I saw the Sunny D commercial. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it is a funny episode where you know, like they're just kind of like I basically I know you didn't get to finish it, so I'm kind of curious how far you got. So, uh, like maybe ten minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I to, I mean to be fair, that's thirty three percent of the episode. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it. Uh, this one's called Potato-Based Cloning Incident because we finally learned that Harley Quinn has not been seeing things uh, every time she sees a double of herself throughout the season. It's not due to her uh, sleepwalking. And in fact, it is a potato-based clone of her uh, due to the fact that Jim Gordon was trying to microwave a potato in in a Legion of Doom microwave that is also a cloning machine, and there happened to be a Harley hair on the on the potato. So when he did this, he created a second Harley, who is also tastes like uh, butter for some reason because you know she's a big potato. Um, it's funny, uh, and then what you find out is this Harley has been filling in for the other Harley who's been going around, you know, doing time travel stuff with Poison Ivy. She's been trying to help out on the hero side. So she's been doing the the Bat Family stuff and helping out Barbara and all these things. And and she's been, um, yeah, she's been vigilanteing the crap out of Gotham City in, in amazing, violent ways, the way only Harley can. And so uh, in this episode, when Ivy realizes that they got to take out Lex. Uh, the, she teams up with two Harleys to try and, and stop him. And uh, there's a really funny scene in the process where, like, she ends up, like, you know, Harley says some really nice things to her, and then she kisses her. And then the other Harley laughs because it's not the real her. And she's like, you totally kissed the fake Harley. You know, it's, it's really funny. So. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, they're not, the, the two Harleys aren't even mad at that. They just think it's funny that they fooled her into making out with the wrong Harley. Um, and then, uh, you know, the show eventually culminates in like, yeah, Lex is not having it. He's not, he's, he's got a whole fortress. He, it's, it's Fort Knox. He, and, and Harley, right, sorry. Uh, Poison Ivy can't do anything. She doesn't have her powers. So she realizes that she has to, to business up and, and get rid of Lex through other other means. So she starts uh, going around and campaigning to get all of the people to vote him out of power of, of uh, LexCorp. And it's it's all silly and funny shenanigans, just like the show it always is. And then, uh, meanwhile, Harley is... She's finding out from Potato Harley that... Because uh, she wants to go help still figure out who killed uh, Dick. And P- Potato Harley finally reveals the truth, which is uh, Harley killed Dick. Harley killed Nightwing in one of her sleepwalking uh, moments. And to verify this, she got to do the one thing that we always get every season. She went and visited Dr. Psycho. And they clenched butt cheeks and they went into her brain. <laughs> they went into her brain and they saw the memory. And sure enough, 
Harley full-on sleepwalk murdered Dick Grayson with a friendship bracelet. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty dark that scene. It's pretty funny, um, and so she feels pretty guilt-ridden about it. But instead of fessing up to it, she pins it on Potato Harley, <laughs> and uh, and then she decides to tell at the end. Uh, she tells Batgirl that she's got to quit the vigilante thing because it's just not for her and everybody she cares about keeps getting hurt around her. And, uh, you know, Barbara's pretty heartbroken by this. And she's like, why would you do this? And then all of a sudden you hear a bang and you look down and Barbara has been shot through the spine. Guess who did it? Is it the Joker? It is the Joker. Right, that's what he does, right? He that's what he does. He does. And so yeah. uh, it just it just it just ended the episode ended on a killing joke cliffhanger. Um that was it was dark. It was a little dark. But you have a barber yeah. on your desk in a wheelchair. I do. She's over there. I can't really grab her right now, but she is on my desk, yes. Um I Barbara in the wheelchair is my preferred Barbara, and I don't mean that to I don't mean to say that I like when she gets shot and possibly raped. <laughs> I just, I just like, uh, I like the representation. So. I act okay. If you want to, I this was a side tangent, but I have to bring it up. Um, during Rogers the musical, one of the dancers was in a chair. Uh, oh, yeah, like one of the uh, Star Spangled. I mean, they recycle dancers. They drew in old stuff and new stuff. Why wasn't it just War Machine? <laughs> well. Well, what I was saying, you know, she, she was great. She did all the numbers, even popped a willy at some point. Okay. But she was in a modern chair in, what is it, like the 40s? And I was like, is, what's what's the call there? Do you dress up the chair or no? That's blasphemy. Now I hate that musical even more. I can't well, stand it. No, what? Yeah. Did you ever watch Fresh Off the Boat? No. I, I really enjoyed that that show for the first few seasons. I know that uh, Eddie, what's his? Uh, I forget. I forgot the the, act, the the chef's name. It's a it's a famous like a uh, chef guy. Is is uh this is his story? It's his life story. Yeah, I, I adapted. Someone, it's someone with the uh, his name slipping me. Uh, Randall it's Park. Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's um it, the 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 guy. The guy that wrote, he wrote a, a biography, you know, about his, his obviously his life, because that's what a biography is. And, um, and it was, you know, it's a tell all about, you know, how he made it all the way, you know, as a childhood as in an Asian immigrant family, and then became this, you know, cool, badass chef eventually. And, you know, it was a very, I guess it's a, it's a pretty, it's supposed to be edgy book and stuff, but ABC adapted it. Made it a super nice, family-friendly, warm, loving, you know, story about kids growing up in the '90s in in uh, suburbia and stuff in in Florida. And I enjoyed the show, even though I know that the the original creator dipped out of being a consultant eventually because it just felt just so far removed from his reality. You know, um, I still enjoyed it for a while. They had a lot of cool characters. They had a grandma in a wheelchair. I like grandma in a wheelchair. She was fun. One day, grandma got a new wheelchair. I got really upset. Was grandma, it like was, <laughs> grandma was driving my wheelchair. The one I drive now. In the 1990s. And I was like, 
bro, what are you doing? It's it's called it's it's uh it's called an anachronism. And Frank, uh, who's still probably watching, knows how how much anachronisms can really hurt. So what you described in Rogers is is just painful. I, I well, yeah, it was funny because like in in the New York stuff, I when the Battle of New York and they're dancing, I got it appropriate chair, <laughs> but like you know, I was like that that thing wouldn't. I feel like you could have at least slapped a wooden thing on it or, you know, like a good dressed up a little bit. Um, yeah. But, a wooden thing. Yes. You know, I like a different, you. you know, something. But uh, I had been sitting on that for like two weeks. I don't know whether to bring it up or not, but I saw yeah, my entry well, layer. I've been sitting on the fresh off the boat one for years. So, okay. you know, we're, we're, okay. fine. we're fine. So now, now I, I think, feel good. I think, I think that was our way of saying, I think we're done talking about Harley Quinn. Uh, we, we will see how this all plays out next week. If it ends on a cliffhanger, they better have a season five. If it doesn't end on the cliffhanger, I really hope that I'm, it, I'm, I'd, it, I would be fine for more. Like, I think I've, I've expressed my thoughts of like, it's just the, it's, uh, the shock factors worn off, right? Cause there was that initial, uh, allure of seeing DC portrayed in this kind of type of lens. Yeah. And to their credit, they do bring in some interesting themes in this show and they touch on some really funny, funny points or, or, um, I don't say controversial, but you know, hot button points. But it's not as striking as when you first saw it in seasons one and two, you know? Honestly, I'd kind of be more excited if they did an entire season where Barbara is in a wheelchair. And I hope. I mean, they're good get, at like consistency like that. And and you get to have Harley make weird wheelchair jokes and stuff like that. You know, like how does she bang? You know, like you know, like just weird, like uh, in in insensitive, inappropriate things that Harley would probably ask. You know, like that would be really funny. So uh, I did think the funniest part of the show was uh, you get to find out that apparently. Poison Ivy and, uh, or no, sorry, Batgirl and and uh, and Harley at one point did a CPR training with the Flash, and they were very insistent that the Flash is pretty cool because he's got jokes and he's just like acting fool during CPR training. So apparently they got Flash on speed dial, and once Doctor Psycho realizes, because you know he helped Harley see her her best memory. And he found out that Harley killed Dick Grayson. He was instantly ready to go on his podcast and just completely announce this to the world, right? Like, because it's like the biggest news ever. It's even bigger than the Joker stolen balance story from Valor story from the week before. He's about to do this, right? And you know what Harley does? She calls up the Flash on speed dial, gets him to come over. And then asked him if he can do a five-minute time travel back in time, at like to help her out with something. So he does, just you know, just because they're 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 pals. He does, and then, uh, you know, they rewind to right before Doctor Psycho helped Harley with her memory, and he's like, "Hey, don't you need my my help to, to with that memory?" And she's like, "No, no, no, I'm good. We're all good." And she dips out and leaves. And the whole time I'm thinking, wait a second, you asked the Flash to help you time travel so that Dr. Psycho doesn't know that you killed Dick Grayson. 
instead of time traveling to the the moment where you killed Dick Grayson. <laughs> so yeah, that's Harley. You know what? What can you say? Like yeah, those limits we saw in the Flash. You can't go that far back. We saw the movie. Can't. He literally can't <laughs> go that far back. What are we talking about? Like a couple of weeks ago? That's pretty easy for him to do. So just saying. But you know, maybe they'll bring that up next week for sure. But as yeah. we as we discuss at the top of the show, uh, what is coming back is Highlander and uh, Immortal. I okay. How, how do you want to? How do you want to intro? We we discuss why we watched why we watched Highlander. Okay, we discussed why we watched it. Um, I I was really excited for you to watch it because I watched it with my wife and we were actually shocked at how well that movie holds up. Um, but from what from in the green room right before we we you, we started the show, you had a different take, and so I just I kinda, watched it. So. Ten minutes yeah, prior to the show starting, I just watched it. So oh, I that's know, where I'm at. I know. Yeah. Um, um I'm just curious. So, like first first off, before before we get into like mm-hmm. w- the difference of opinions, just for anybody who doesn't know, Highlander is about an immortal Scottish swordsman who must confront the last of his immortal opponents, a murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize. And basically, like it sets up this whole lore of like there's this there's you know there's these people that live among us and they've lived among us for thousands of years and uh they have a special power called the quickening and it basically means that every time they chop another one of their own heads off uh the power converges onto that person it transfers onto that person and so the 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 tagline is there can be only one so one day the the or I think in, in the original movie, the quickening is the the convergence of them at, in the final days to 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 claim the prize. Right. I think that's what they called the quickening in the in the first movie. And so this movie takes place over the span of uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, but it all converges in New York City in 1986, I think. Um yeah. And you meet uh, Connor McLeod, who is played by Christopher Lambert, and he as he's an antique dealer, right? He's been around. This guy's rich. This guy's super rich. Like the place he has in New York is nice, and it's kind of what you'd expect from like a vampire or any other kind of immortal person, right? Like mm-hmm. you got you, you have the ability, you have the ability to amass wealth over the course of hundreds of years, you know. You could have even been poor at a few times in your life and still gotten back on your feet. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't die, if you don't have the risk of dying, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Uh, what Connor chooses to do is sell antiques and bang women. That's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. but also, but every now and then somebody comes for his head, and he has to cut cut their heads off, right? And so, yeah, you get to see the life story of this character. Um, and you get to meet interesting other characters that he met throughout his life, and uh, including Sean Connery, who plays uh, the Spanish um, Ramirez, I believe. This uh, he's, well, they call him a Spaniard, but he's actually an Egyptian, right? He, he yeah, says, he says he's Egyptian. Point, yeah, he says he's Egyptian. I'm like, okay, but you have a Scottish accent. Okay, I don't. I'm I'm a little all over the place with that, but. And then the villain of this movie is a guy called the Kurgan, 
who's played by Clancy Brown. Did you happen to recognize Clancy Brown? Uh, I mean, I, we talk about him a lot on the show, so I... we do. We do. This is one of his earliest roles, um, and he is. Uh, most recently, we saw him in the first episode of Ahsoka. Um, yeah, we did. He's been around for a long time. This guy he and looks good in the movie. He's pretty. He, I didn't realize how buff he was. He looks pretty good, and that voice is killer, man. That is an amazing voice. Uh, if you don't recognize, he's also the voice of Lex Luthor in the old uh, Justice League and Superman cartoons. Um, but yeah, tell me, tell me, what do you think? What, what, what? Where, where did, where did this lot, this movie, just immediately like break for you? I don't think it broke. I, I think it's. Let me preference this by I think you kind of sold me on like it's Sean Connery, it's you know Queen. I like the I like the music. I don't. I, this is probably the second Sean Connery movie I've ever seen. First being League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh. I know he's a great actor. No, get me wrong, but I just don't have that. I've never seen any of his Bonds. I haven't seen any, any of his other films. So it's it's mm. the the weight of his presence is not on me. Um. That being said, I like the premise a lot, and yeah. I am excited for a reboot of that premise. They do some good lore, right? They create some, some good, good lore, lore in that movie. It is, it is muddy. I think if you get a, a second pass on it, clean it up a little bit. <laughs> um. You you got something there, and to that second point, for a movie that is all about sword fighting, that is some of the worst sword fighting I have ever seen in a movie. And I think it's just intention; it's a product of his time and and the blocking. And but all knowing right. what I know now, that the John Wick director is attached to a reboot, yeah, a guy right. who can do some long ass tracking shots of action. Now I'm on board. I'm, you know, I'm down for Island reboot. Like, don't get me wrong. You do the premise, you clean yeah. it up a bit. You're, I'm in. All right. In fairness, I will concede that point to you fully. Okay. I rewatched that movie and I'm like, yeah, the sword fighting is kind of clunky. But you know what? That sword fighting's pretty on par with the sword fighting we got in the original Star Wars movies too. Like, sure. Um, it's just of the so, time. Yeah, it's just of the time. The and and like. And, you know, is it cultural appropriation if if the Highlander is rocking a katana blade? I didn't mind that, though, because I, I thought I the, the lore reason they, they gave for it made sense. Because the Spanish guy had a katana blade? <laughs> well, he said he's like had a Japanese lover. And then, I, know, you know, I, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I, I would want to like, see other, like, again, a, a movie that centers around swords. I want some, like, show me some cool-ass swords. Like, give me some, like, uh, yeah. Mayan swords. Give me some... Uh, you know, you have the you have the katanas, of course. You have the like, give me like a big broadsword, like a long one. Um, give me all sorts of like, yeah, sword I was, Jason weapons. I was kind of weirded out that the the sword fighting, like, I mean, the sword that Connor McLeod was not rock was rocking was not a claymore, but I like that the movie later shows you that he did have a claymore. Uh, and that he buried it with his wife, you know, like with with the, the woman he loved. Well, there was also and, a practicality of it. Like he has to carry this fucking sword with him. Yeah, like it's that's not fair. practical in modern times, which is that's... also hilarious because he's just rocking a trench coat everywhere. Yeah. Um. So 
let's talk about the different things. Like, what what did you think of Christopher Lambert? Like, what did you think of the main character, Connor McLeod? I thought he looked like Thomas Jane. He kind of does. He looks a lot um, like Thomas Jane. That's that's fair. I, that's fair. You could, I what else is he in? He's Raiden. In Mortal Kombat? Yes. Like the game or the movie? The movie. The original movie? Yes. Okay, I haven't, I haven't seen the original movie. Oh, wait, you've never seen the original movie? Mm, mm -mm, not the original uh, Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Frank, do we make him watch that one? Because that's a... Uh, the special effects in that one are, are somehow worse than Highlanders, honestly. I, I mean, I didn't think he was bad. I, I mean, I... To, to be honest, like that character, I would love for them to do a reboot and not necessarily like. It's a bummer that it's called Highlander because that has such like Scott. Like it's I feel like that limits to what that character can be. Because I well, think it would be well. That's that's the well. That's the point. He's the Highlander. Yeah, he's a Highlander. But the, I would love the, to see the, like the hero of the story is the Highlander. Yes, I would like to see that character not be <laughs> from there. You, you know, know what the do you know what the original title for the movie was going to be? What? The Dark Knight. That would have been cool. It was it was meant to be the original the name of Cl the 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 Kurgan. That's what that's what the original script you would have screenplay opened up much more sequel capability because now you can't sell like The Dark Knight a Highlander story. You know what I mean? Like it has to loop back to that name. Yeah, it, it does. And in fairness, in fairness, um, it does always have to it, it is intertwined with with you got to have a Scotsman, uh, you know, be the main antagonist or protagonist. Um, and so what's really funny is, is as I was rewatching this movie, like a lot of core memories were triggering, which was really funny. By the way, Frank says Frank says you absolutely need to watch uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, we'll see. We'll see when we put that in, into your into your library. Um, but the funny thing about, um, the, the, you know, Connor McLeod is, uh, or this, or the, the Highlander franchise, because I told you, you don't have to watch any other of the movies, just yeah, watch this one, right? And... There's shows too. And, and you know what I didn't realize, like one, as I started watching the movie and immediately hear the queen music, I'm like, oh yeah, queen did the song. And then I'm like. Oh wait, no. Queen did the songs, uh, plural. Like Queen did the soundtrack for this movie, yeah. and it's pretty impressive. That soundtrack, it's a great soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack for that movie. Um, second thing, core memory uh, I had remembered. Oh yeah, there's a TV show that came out about only six years after this movie, um, and I, I decided to go and watch like the first fifteen minutes of the TV show. And I was quite surprised to be reminded that Christopher Lambert playing Connor McLeod shows up in a guest appearance in this show. And I realized, oh my God, the Highlander franchise is actually one of the first shared universes across movie and TV. Um, the TV show follows another member of his clan, Duncan McLeod. Uh, from uh, who was born later after uh, Connor, um, but they are both uh, immortals who know each other and 
choose not to cut each other's heads off. You know, like it's kind of like the rule, like, uh, you know, hey, we can be cool. We don't have nobody says we yeah. have to cut each other's heads off. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, sir, certainly um, back so, to like, oh, good, good, good. Oh, so I was going to say the only trick with the TV show is it kind of has to negate the ending of the movie because the movie ends in such a final way that like you like can't he's the last really, one, isn't it? Right. You can't have. Yeah, you can't have sequels. And so what they ended up doing is making a bunch of sequels to this franchise that all had to ignore the ending of the movie. Um, so, you know, it's like I've seen video games like that, too. Right. Where they make yeah. sequels and they're like, ah, pretend well, that reading last five minutes. The, they made a second movie. And then they made a oh. third movie that negates the second movie. Yeah. Well, because do you know, did you read about the second movie? Like no, it's the second in the future. Oh my god, the second movie is amazing. It's balls like balls to the walls crazy. Uh it's basically yeah, it takes place in the year 2024 uh where the earth has been like ozone shit and like yeah, yeah, the ozone's like going down and whatever, but you also find out that the highlanders are aliens from the planet Zeist. Yes. And and so like what's really funny and then somehow to even go even crazier, f- fucking Sean Connery's character comes back, like <laughs> Sean Connery's in the second movie, and you're just like yeah like like Frank saying like I don't know what they were di- what they were thinking the second movie is bonkers right and so like yeah they fly on discs but what's even crazier about this movie is like I was reading that um it actually got like. Uh, it was it was made in um, in uh, I think like Venezuela for part of it, and uh, apparently like Argentina and the government collapsed, right? Yeah, something like that, or Argentina and the government collapsed during this time. So the movie was going to go belly up. So all the investors like actually um, like the completion bond company and the investors took direct control of the production and the final edit and they basically removed the director who was the it was the director of the first movie uh Mulcahy. um they removed him and his whole influence and just completely changed parts of the story just move things around and so what you end up with is a non-canonical movie that somehow was still like people still were like buying into this like hey yeah we like this lore give us more highlanders you know it was the first movie was actually a, a, a technically a it it like made less money than it cost mm-hmm. uh but it was it ended up you know being one of those vhs cult classic yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of movies and stuff and so the studios just kept making more and more but yeah the third movie um the third movie is is where they bring it back to canon and then what's even crazier is I believe it's the fourth movie, uh, which all of these movies still include Christopher Lambert. But the fourth movie brings Christopher Lambert together with uh, the character from the TV show. And they fight side by side in the fourth movie. And then the fifth movie is just the character from the TV show. So it really is a shared universe, like which is pretty crazy with with one bonkers movie that people like to pretend didn't exist. Um, I mean, which is kind of true about most shared <laughs> universes anyways, right? Like, um, yeah, so. I, there, there, I can see the puzzle pieces. I can see like, I would love for 
you swap out queen. I kind of would like it to be more like the Vegas sense, like a, a hip hop soundtrack. And I think you could, but you know, you obviously, I don't think you can do that with like a Connor McLeod. Um, but I, while watching the TV, this the TV show guy is Duncan. Yeah. With a C A N. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. While watching, I'm just, I was slotting in like, okay, you tweak this a bit. You fix this a bit. You, you got a solid like thing here. You, you saw you saw the makings of what could be a brand yeah. like a rebooted franchise, right? Like it's a strong base and that's what I liked about it. And like, and um, what I also thought was really cool is uh, like uh, I've read, I've read cool uh, like interviews and stuff about Christopher Lambert recently, like from like a few years ago, uh, reflecting on his time as the Highlander for all those years. And, and um and he really feels like really strongly and favorably about that character. And people asked him why, what, what about it was so appealing to him. And what he thought was really cool about this character is like, he's immortal, right? Like he's, he's lived countless lives, right? He's probably fallen in love multiple times, right? Like we, we saw at least three times he was in love in that one movie, yeah. right? At di different periods of time. His first wife sucked though. She's like, ah, he's a witch, kill him. You know, like she's or or if it's his girlfriend, whatever it was, you know, like that one was not a not a very cool wife. But his second wife was pretty badass, right? He stayed with her all the way till she she grew old and died in front of him, like of natural causes. Like even though like he never aged. And I thought that was really cool. And then just, again, you know, like he falls in love with the with the cop, the forensic person in, in the in the 1980s. And uh he what he was saying in interviews, what he really loved about this character is that he never stops being optimistic, even though he experiences all this pain throughout his life. He always wants to be he wants he wants to smile and he always lets himself be open to falling in love again. And he thought that was a really cool um characteristic to to live up to or to 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 you know to to portray in 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 a, in a movie and i thought that was really beautiful when i when i read that because like <laughs> i think that is that is really cool and that is like it's so easy to go dark right like or to go insane yeah he's not like, like the, i don't think he hates his life like yeah i never yeah. got that vibe from this movie i th he, i think it's the a burden Kurgan, i think the kurgan is what most of us would end up being if we were immortals right like we would just over time. We just be like, ah, everybody's just you know meat puppets, whatever. We just kill them; they don't matter at all. Like, like you would just be jaded after a certain many, you know, several hundreds of years of living on this planet. But um, yeah, like what but Frank's saying, <laughs> the Highlander is basically a vampire story without the wussy artsy shit. You're not wrong, Frank, um, and that's kind of what I loved about it. Like I thought it was really cool. Like it didn't. It never got as emo as a lot of Dracula stories would get, you know, but like he but he still has to kill. Right. He still has to kill like Dracula does. And, and you know, you could argue it's in self-defense, but like, I mean, the whole point is. But yeah, it was cool. Prize. Like when you met up with his friend and like, hey, were you cool? Like, you know, they're just buddies and they, they share the same burden, but they're also like. Yeah, it, it's it. I think it humanizes him in a way of like. To your point, like, yeah, they're not all here to murder, right? They're just like stuck yeah. with this power. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just curious. And and I did like the way he reacted when he learned about that, right? Like he was just as surprised as everybody else that he survived his first mortal wound, right? Like he mm-hmm. but he was very happy about it. He's like, hey guys, I'm okay. And everybody's like, like yo, get that witch, you know, like they they like I, I felt bad for him in that moment. Like <laughs> those are some pretty crappy friends that are just like, no, dude, you're supposed to die. You don't get to live. And it's like, that's that's hard. That's a hard thing to, to to swallow. But I'm curious, like, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Um, probably the the opening all the way through the parking lot. Uh, the way the music just kicks in, you have like credits playing, and then they go to the wrestling match, and there's a really for that time that tracking shot where they go around the arena. And then pull focus on him up in the in like the upper stands. Really like, good, right? Like that's some like pre-drone yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I you know, that was I, pretty impressive. I thought a lot of the cinematography in this movie was very not of its time. Um, and, and agreed, uh, agreed. It it's it, it's shot very modern sense modern, which yeah. I think which is, lends to the bummer why the sword fighting is yeah. lackluster. Because we're not a lot, of, a lot of quick cuts and i will 100 percent give you that for the for the um, remainder but of yeah your life like that that own. tracking to even but even that first sword fight there's a lot of pauses while they're kind of like yeah taking breaks in the fight and he's like going in between the cars where the lights are going off yeah there's some really cool like tracking shots and you know wide shots yeah. of them i i learned that the director actually uh this he really wasn't much of a movie director before he was a music video director and so that's where a lot of his sensibility comes from and like and that's actually also how he got queen to do the to do the soundtrack for this like he knew he knew queen and like you know um uh he just had a lot of he has a, a lot of cool artistic sensibilities that that aren't you know he's not bogged down by like the this this is the the formula for making a, a, a yeah. movie for Hollywood, you know, like he can do things differently. And like, I agree with you that wrestling sequence was actually really cool. Um, and I was surprised how impressed, like it threw me it, off it, because I, it, I had no idea what this movie was like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this shit's, this is supposed to be set in the past. Why are we, why are we wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um that's cool. I'm I'm glad you liked that part. So because that that was the beginning of the movie, and it, it I think it kind of it filled you with a sense of mystery, right? And you kind of like were it's a, good, it's a good hook. Yeah, it's a really good hook. It's a good hook, and it makes you wonder why am I watching two guys sword fight like with different with different era swords? In like the it, parking lot. I did you ever play For Honor? Yeah, yeah. It I, it reminded me a lot about. of that, or even what was that show? It was that show on Spike where like who would win between a samurai and a and a yeah a, a knight. I know yeah, and I know what you're saying. It yeah. was kind of cool, like because they like they broke A&E it down or something like that. Right? Yeah, they yeah. broke it down like the dumbest dumbest fuck Ultimate Warrior, I think what it was called. Yeah. Or um and that's what I see like a new reboot, like, oh fuck, what ha- what happens if like the you know samurai trained guy goes up and fights? Yeah. You know, it, we, you didn't get to see enough uh, fighting styles on display, like fighting styles movie. and yeah. honestly weapons like the I would like to see like a variety of swords, but even like, you know, why not a bow? Like, why not have like the 
you know, yeah. let's let's get some like r- r- the weird torture medieval, you know, maces and shit that we we had back then. Like let's let's do it. It, it. They definitely have to cut a head off though. That's that's the rule. Yeah, it has to. The head has like to what what weapon do they have back in the day? Well, he yeah, he didn't really cut the Kurgan's head off. He kind of like sliced it. He just sliced his neck a little bit. Uh, I think it fell off. He sliced it and it fell back. Yeah. But in any case, uh, I think, I yeah, I feel what you're saying. And I, I do feel like those are the things I was thinking when I was watching the reboot is like, how much cooler could this be now? And uh, but I do think it's funny that you were catching on those because like um, I, I was reading that the guy who wrote the, the, the story, you know, his the inspiration for this was he traveled to like uh, the Tower of London and he saw all of these really cool weapons from different periods of time on display. And he thought to himself, wouldn't it be cool if one person used all these weapons throughout time or if these weapons were used against each other? You know what I mean? Like and and I think that is a cool a cool way of looking at it, you know, like it's like, yeah, like what if ancient you know samurai had to fight like you know native americans and stuff you know like different kind yeah, of yeah that and then you get to like they kind of did it here but like the, even just like the concealing of it again like you just can't walk yeah, around how do you, with yeah, this, with this these days. how do you hide how do you hide it you know like how do you get away with it you know like do you have like he this, like it was it was cool he killed the dude in the parking garage and like and he threw the sword up in the light to hide it right it's like (laughs) yeah it was pretty practical it's just like "Mm, i gotta hide this somewhere where the cops won't find it you know like uh but he know you know he knows he knows that sometimes it doesn't have to be as flashy as 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 you think you know like he Mm -hmm. he doesn't expect much from most mortals i guess but um but yeah no i i really did i did really enjoy so many of those little touches that you're 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 pointing out but um for me my favorite scene which was which made me a hundred percent convinced that i never fully watched this movie or paid attention to it as a child because when i saw him in in uh nazi germany saving a little girl and then this german soldier comes out with a gun pointed at him or no or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Out? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says something in German, and then dude says, "Whatever you say, Jack, you are the master race." And then pumps him full of lead. Oh my god! I was like, "This is this is an amazing thing. Like this is so amazing because like just this to say you you are the master race. You know, like that's so funny coming from him. You know what I mean? Like that's it was, it's just it's." Like, Scene was funny because like you have like the most sounds so bad perfectly dressed Nazi officer alone facing this guy. Like, yeah, but I really, <laughs> but I really also liked that you know that little girl is who ended up being you know his his assistant like his curator his his daughter right it's his it's he raised her as his daughter and she stayed with him as long as I do think like. I kept thinking to myself, like, so are you just not going to go visit her after you, you beat the Kurgan at the end of the movie? Like, why did you have to say you, goodbye to her? You, you knew what you signed up for. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But um, 
But yeah, and so the movie, the ending is weird, right? Because it ends with him gaining the power to see into all men's minds and know like what everyone's thinking and 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 he can potentially help manipulate people or 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 steer people towards peace or world peace or whatever whatever it's some weird lofty weird power and and they immediately had to negate it because they're like shit we could probably do more of these movies if we just pretended that the kurgan wasn't the last one and we just kind of backtrack on that and so for some reason, yeah, Chris Lambert was down to clown, so he just kept coming back. Hey, even man, when they're like, yeah, even when they're like, we're in the year 2024, and he's like, sure, sign me up. It's kind of weird. Uh, but you know what's really funny is uh, is that he, yeah, he basically he's done all of these movies, and the canon doesn't really matter either. Like it, it, it doesn't, I mean, you just like the ones you like really. And they're, he's super famous for these movies, like whether or not you knew who he was, but the craziest thing about it for me is um, he learned English for this movie. This man did not speak English Where's before from? he's French. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah. He's a French man. And, and, uh, and he had been, in like two movies previous to, to this. Um, uh, the most recent one was Greystoke. Uh, it was a it was a take on the Tarzan story. Mm-hmm. And um, and when the when they were casting this movie, Sean Connery was already cast. He was cast before Chris Lambert. And when the director was trying to find the person that they wanted, he just happened to see like a movie poster of this Tarzan movie. And he's like, that's the guy right there. I want that guy. He just he's got everything I want out of this character. And like and in all honesty, like, you know, I read like this guy put in the work to learn English. Does he have a weird accent? Yeah, he does have an interesting accent. Yeah, And and I'm not even like it's when I say weird, I mean, like, I'm not sure it's a French accent. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you can't really tell what kind of accent it is. But for me, it kind of worked because it's like. It's to me in my head canon. It was like this is the accent of a man who's lived in multiple cultures throughout hundreds of years. I I I can interpret it that way. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you talk funny, bro, but I think you're allowed to talk funny, and that's that's okay, you know. So, uh, but I I do think that's really cool that he went to the trouble of. of, I mean, yes, it's a paycheck. Of course, he's gonna want to. He's gonna want the money, but. I'm saying like the man learned English to be the Highlander. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, I think we were both high on the Highlander and uh, we'll see how well this show ages when we do our, our Dan Excelsior. But here's the thing before, before you wrap it, what would you give it on a scale of one to 10? Um, it's like a solid seven. There you go. Well, see, you sound sad when you say that, but I think a seven for a it's movie fine. from the nineteen eighties, that's pretty good, right? Will I watch is, it if it's on? No, but if this, I remember clips from it and go find them, yeah, I'll go find the clips. Is it better than any of the old movies we've made you watch before? Oh yeah, yeah. Is, is it better than He Man? 
I think He-Man has better highs. <laughs> is it better than Cole? Yes, it's or better crawl? than Crawl. Crawl, Crawl, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty good movie, and like, and I think here's the most important question: Are you excited for a Henry Cavill version of this movie? I'm excited for a new version of this movie by the John Wick director. I can live with or without the Henry Cavill part. But are you excited knowing the lore? That's what I'm saying. Like knowing yeah, the lore. Yeah, as someone you... who created a franchise with this lore subtext and does action really well, yeah, that's he seems like the perfect pairing to take on Highlighter. The so the John Wick guy, yeah, yeah, Fair the John Wick guy, yeah. Fair enough. I guess I guess I'm just excited because I know that Henry Cavill is a big nerd and and he is. He is apparently a big fan of Highlander, the franchise. And so, and you like, know, I, he can fight with a sword. Yeah. I've seen him fight with I'll, a sword. I'll stand with, like, I think the Highlander character is not interesting. The premise of the character is. So I wouldn't mind it being swapped out for someone else or something. You mean the actor is not interesting, is what you're saying. You yeah, didn't find even, you, you didn't find his story interesting that like he had that wife that got raped and never told him like that's that's so sweet. Maybe and a better better time. actor could have done a better like delivery or reaction to that. Yeah. Um, but I I would be open if you just slot in Henry Cavill and do do the thing. I think that you'll have a a good movie. But I would I dare them to take the more uh, you know the more creative path and try to take those elements and apply them to a different source character, you know? Well, he's going to be Scottish, bro. He's yeah. I know. He has, With he the Highlander, you, you, you pigeon, you're pigeonholed in that, but you don't, but there are other characters don't have to be Scottish. Yeah. Just, yeah. just he does. Right. Like mm -hmm. just to be clear, the, the fun thing about the show is the show explores all the things that you wish you would have got from the movie. You know what I mean? Because they it's back in the day when shows were like a season was 24 episodes long. You know what I mean? And there are it out. there are six seasons of that show. It went it ran for a long time and you got to see all the different kind of of immortals that there would be in the world. And you got to see, you got to learn all about the rules of the of how they do the thing. You got, like I'm not saying go watch the show. I'm just saying if you ever wanted to get your lore just exploded into like like you know a thousand times what you got from that two hour movie, go read up on the show is what right. I'm saying. You know. All right. But that that's all. I'm happy that you gave it a seven. That's all that's all I wanted. For me, this movie, I get I give it at least an eight because I was like, I was quite impressed. Like you said, that queen, that queen music. I forgot. I forgot how awesome the Queen music was in this movie. I'm surprised I haven't heard it since. Like, I feel like, you know, like, well, oh. the show the show uses it for for six seasons, <laughs> and that's why I'm pretty shocked that I forgot about the songs. Um, the show uses the main song as this, as a theme the theme song for the for the TV show. Um, but uh, I was super impressed by Clancy Brown in this movie. I was mildly entertained by Sean Connery. I was like, this is a weird role for you, Sean Connery. But, uh, you know, he filmed that in seven days. 
his whole his whole all of his scenes in that movie. I believe it. They squeezed it into seven days. He just fights on a rock for like twenty minutes. So, I mean, he does a lot actually. He's in a lot of scenes in that for like twenty minutes of that movie. But it was pretty impressive that they because I guess he was like on the set. He knew that his contract was for seven days, and he told the director as it was getting towards the end. It's like you know, if you go past seven days, you got it. They got to pay me another two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And that director just squeezed in everything he could. And then at 4 p.m., he said, that's a wrap on the last day of Connery's shoot. And Connery looked at him and said, you bastard. Like he's, He was pretty excited to get to get another quarter million dollars. And he did not. He did not. They were just efficient at doing that whole thing. Anyways, that's my last fun fact. I am now relinquishing it to you. You may quit. You may use the quickening however you f- see fit. Uh, with my new quickening powers, I'll choose the end of the show. <laughs> Next week, we got the finale of Harley Quinn. And uh, what else are we doing next week? Are we... I guess you're watching Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you, honestly, Ricky, honestly, it's, the timing's kind of perfect. The, the game the comes game, out next week. Oh, the game ah. comes out next week, dude. Uh, let's keep let's keep it on a Christopher Lambert roll. All right, I watch more. Okay, Kombat. all right. I'll tell you this right now, though. I'm gonna fair warning you. The CG is terrible, bro. I've seen the Goro. <laughs> oh no, this, the Goro's not CG. He's a real. He's real. Oh yeah. Uh, when he falls, he's CG. Well, no, he's actually no, he's not. No, it's like weird. Other yeah. Special effects, like old classic special effects. No, Reptile is CG, and he is terrible. He's terrible. Okay, I'm just I'm just fair warning you. Right. Everything else, everything else in the movie is quite quite adorable. Well, I would say. Stay tuned next week to hear my thoughts on the terrible lizard. And with that, true believers, reptile, bro, reptile, reptile. <laughs> hear me shit on Mondo Gecko uh, next week, and uh, <laughs> uh, I true I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's do this next week. Tune in. Peace out, guys. Like, follow, and subscribe. Patreon.com slash Danica. Peace.